right. Hey, Float Magic fans, it's Shawnee coming to you from the Salt Cave. I've got some special guests here with me today. I'm kind of excited because you guys are rarely through this area. <laughs> so to grab them and get in on a podcast, this is Josh and Hank from Sixes. Sixes is a paint shop over in Pocatello. Um, tell us a little bit about Sixes. So that was like <laughs> the whole concept for Sixes was basically just a, a spot for artists to go. Um, growing up. Both him and I actually grew up doing graffiti together. Like, I think that's actually probably how we met in the grapevine. Yeah. And his brother. But, uh, yeah, so Six is, is kind of loose code speak for going to paint trains. If you're playing uh, dice games, if you roll a pair of sixes, um, oftentimes that's called boxcars or midnight. And so that was, like, a good code speak way. But then also growing up in the hardcore music scene, um, they use, like, the phonetic alphabet for stuff a lot. So, like, spell outs for stuff. So... Um, three sixes instead of it being something super negative is actually just like friends and family forever. So it's like a good harken back to a lot of different like subcultures that we're from. So that's where the name came from. But we actually had a shop fire in our first location last year. Mm -hmm. So we're on our second location now. So we were in downtown. Now we're out on Yellowstone. But um, curse and a blessing. That was a, a very interesting experience. I learned a lot about business liability um, <laughs> really experience. fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, that was something that we weren't anticipating. I don't think anybody anticipates a fire unless they're committing insurance fraud. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so our new space is actually just shy of 4,000 square feet. And awesome. uh, with a grant from the Idaho Resilience Project, we were able to offer subsidized kids art classes. Very Not subsidizing cool. kids, but the, right, the art classes. Right, the art yeah, classes yeah. subsidized. Yeah. <laughs> so, I follow, yeah. Yeah, so every Tuesday and Thursday we're doing um, kids' classes, and we're actually working really closely with our own like art community, mm -hmm. albeit it is small in Pocatello, but um, we're, we're using that as kind of a jumping-up platform for a lot of artists because you learn a lot more when you're teaching. Yeah. So um, implementing using the artists from our community and the mediums that they're comfortable working in and turning it into a, a kid-friendly format. Very cool. So, that's so yeah. yeah, I mean, because you guys do things over there like the uh, Mural Fest. Is that what it's called? It's yeah. Mural Fest. We're trying to figure out a more uh, catchy name, maybe something a little bit more divisive for the area. Mural okay. Fest is kind of a catch-all, but it, this will be our third year doing it. So we do, um, man, how many did we do last year? Like seven or eight walls around the community. So we just cool. highlight walls that, you know, maybe it's a business owner that we know, something that we don't, but... That's kind of from a graffiti painter's standpoint, it's strange because like in these communities, we have walls that are just not well kept. And then we have kids that also want to go out and paint. And so it seemed like a very no brainer. Like, let's just connect the kids with the walls that need painted. So, again, we use that as kind of a we work with regional, local and student artists to kind of come together to put those pieces together. So instead of just bringing in friends from out of town, that could get stale and it doesn't fit the area sometimes. But using that as a good catalyst for kids to meet people from outside of the community as well as people that are excelling in the art scene in the community. That's so, so cool. Yeah. I love it. I know how we how we actually got to meet, we'll share this with our clients, was <laughs> um, Art and Soul came, approached us here at Float Magic and said, hey, we really right. want to do a street mural art division. Right. Would you have some wall space and would you provide that? And I was like, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because we really wanted to be involved in the art community. So right. um, set that up up and one day Josh comes walking through my door to ask for permission to <laughs> do a certain type of mural yeah. and um, and I think you looked up on my shelf and pretty much concluded that we were on the same page right oh and that was the funny part is I think yeah so 
the way on my end, the way it came together was super strange too. Cause like we had set like Google alerts for call to artists, which is like a great way to see what's going on. You know, anytime something gets posted with that. Uh-huh. And uh, we were already like pretty busy into our season and we were like, Oh, it's a subsidized or it's not subsidized. It's just like a, a pro bono event. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, we got to go all the way to twin. <laughs> and so like almost got in our, our ego a little bit about it. We're like, well, we got so many other jobs and then, at the last minute, we're like, you know, let's just go. We got a little bit of time. Let's just go. So, yeah, we came and the spray paint was like kind of, I think that was like a different medium that they weren't necessarily expecting. So, right. that's like, yeah, approaching like, is that okay if we do that? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Winnie Christensen from Culture for Change Foundation was actually the one kind of spearheading on yep, our end for everything so then yep. she was here too she was the one that was coordinating with us also. right and so yeah we're doing a project over on red's trading post with um a group of kids too that same like youth factor yeah and so she's doing that but yeah we came over and then i think mark daniels and i already had the idea of doing some like star warsy type stuff because we were actually sitting around the fire over at his house and i was like what if yoda was or grogu Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I know. Jeez. Hang me high. Um, but yeah, what if Grogu was using the force to to roast his marshmallow? And then we kind of expanded on it. I do think like pop culture references are super fun. Mm-hmm. But also whenever you can tie in a little bit of like those like community pride points, you know, so like we know that the bridge is like a very like, I mean, that's a huge landmark for the area. Right. So like, and I do think it is a very impressive piece of, you know. It's a big bridge. Yes. It's like not it's a little a bridge. It's a bridge, too. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's funny. I actually came the other way into town when we came up, and I hadn't been to the bridge really? until we left. And then I was like, whoa, this is actually, <laughs> I'm like, where's this bridge at? I, had it. <laughs> I, I think we went over a bridge, but you went like, over probably Hanson Bridge. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is yeah, okay. But then we <laughs> they went out there. I was like, yeah, that's, that's a lot bigger. But uh, yeah, Art and Soul was a really good catalyst. I think that was a good one because that one is very community heavy. And like mm-hmm. to see how involved in, that program the community is up here was crazy so to take that we actually did our mural fest the week after art and soul so it was good to see like kind of like the operational like house because i do think that melissa crane does run like a very good camp with that Mm -hmm. so to see like how that all kind of came together that definitely gave us a little bit of inspiration to take back to pocatello so awesome and then subsequently hopefully we can bring the mural fest format up here too yeah that would be super fun So, yeah, well, and when you came to me with the Star Wars theme, we were all about that, too, because, yeah, we we absolutely love Star Wars around here. We have little Easter eggs all over the place with it and our Boba Fett helmet even in our (laughs) lobby. Like, And that's a good – I do like Star Wars for the the pop culture reference Mm -hmm. of it because, like, being able to – like, it spans so many generations now that, like – talking to my mom about how she went to the movies to see the first one and then like our whole family went to like phantom menace together and then like with my little brothers and even like uh my sons now like the whole mandalorian Mandalorian series series. so like it just keeps connecting so yeah it's i i do i think and it's got good imagery you could pull from just about anything in that so yeah it works out really nice but then yeah when we saw the boba fett helmet i was like okay we got uh, an ally in this. <laughs> you know, Probably so. got some clearance to yeah. do these that we. I know we're envisioned. like. I don't know if they're gonna go for it, man. You know, <laughs> but uh, let's just do it. And so we saw it. We're like, okay, sweet. Yeah. Walked in. We're like, okay. Yeah, that was right. awesome. No, and I, I remember waking up at three a.m. just to come record you guys painting. <laughs> I don't think about that. Like almost like because yeah, it is. It's funny because like we do do 
murals and permission walls and community events now, but the uh, the graffiti elements kind of that's an old dog that won't die hard, you know. Yeah. Like it's a, it's very tricky because like it's uh you know somebody pulls up a tree and we're like oh <laughs> yeah. oh it's just shiny it's okay it's, it's just it's just the owner. yeah we're all right. I mean that that does happen because yeah we do paint overnight mm-hmm. a lot because like um we do love community engagement but sometimes we're like on a three day schedule and so we could lose a whole day to that. So it's like kind of selfish, but we do paint at night. So then when someone's like, Hey, what's up? What are you doing? We're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> You're interrupting our flow. <laughs> and that's tricky too. With public art, that's one thing that we've talked about a ton is like, you know, you get into those kind of moments where everything's going really good. And like when you're painting a canvas at your house and you have the privacy of your house, like it's a lot more cathartic and involved. But then like, yeah, when you're doing public art, people want to come up and talk and yeah. hang out. And so, it's not bad. It's just sometimes, and I'm a talker, so like I'll lose a day and a half too. <laughs> you know? Let's talk about it. And well, yeah, like, and oh, I like crap. go out there today, and I was like, "Hey, can we just interrupt and do a podcast today?" <laughs> <I know. Like laughs> so, kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of wanted to let our viewership and clients understand, like, where did you get started in street art? Are you willing to share that? Yeah, I don't know. Hank's got a pretty crazy story too. This guy was actually, um, what, what branch? Army? Yeah, I was in the army. Yeah, you did graffiti before that. Yeah. 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 I was, I started doing it in like high school, but so after high school, I joined the army, went to, I was in like Louisiana and Colorado. And then I went to Iraq and I saw contractors making bank and I was like, I got to do that. (laughs) So I started being a contractor and then I opened in Kuwait, a graffiti BMX and skateboard shop. Oh, wow. In Kuwait. Yeah. That's so cool. So yeah, that's where it kind of like started taking off. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, it's and, always kind of been there. And yeah. did you do a lot of street art over there then? Yeah. Uh-huh. So what was the reception of, of that in that area? It's different over there because it wasn't like frowned upon like it would be here. Okay. Because it was still so fresh. Yeah. Well, I've been in other foreign countries where graffiti, like they'll, like when I've been in Italy or Croatia, right? Mm-hmm. Graffiti isn't looked at as a bad thing. It's actually like an expression of, and most of it's surrounding like sports yeah. teams and football or soccer, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and they're actually like celebrating different things instead of, instead of it having that negative connotation. Yeah. So, that's a that, weird thing. That's like kind of like, yeah. when you really do look at it anywhere else, like spots in like the UK, Mm-hmm. Where it's just kind of like a greenlit thing where like people are just doing graffiti and street art. Yeah. But it's, it carries a lot of taboo here, which is super strange. Yeah. Because like, yeah, like melting pot, land of the free. You'd think there would be a lot more like liberties on that. But like it is very, especially spray paint. Like there's a lot of times when like people are like, oh, you do murals? But then the spray paint topic comes up and then all of a sudden it's like, well. And I'm like, it's just an art medium at this point. Right. Like if, if it's not, you know, illegally placed. Then sure. it's just if another it's, medium. If it's permissioned. You could do graffiti with, you know, acrylic and brush. And so, like, I mean, nobody does. I mean, you maybe, do with rollers. Maybe a couple, yeah. Mm-hmm. People like, still do it with rollers all the time yeah. on yeah. trains and stuff. Yeah. They use rollers mm-hmm. on trains. I always, I always assumed it was spray Well, paint. next time you see a train that's a whole train. Uh-huh. House paint. It's usually house paint really? and rollers. Let's yeah. see. And that's, that's what I love about graffiti, though, is, like, it's super creatively diverse. And like, we talk about this a lot where like, not all artists are creative, but a lot of creatives are artists. Cause like a lot of people like the art aspect of something, but like they can never get out of like that creative block. Mm -hmm. And like, I just have too many ideas and like that overflows into the artistry of it. But like graffiti is really cool because there's not a whole, like there's 
you know, subset rules that like graffiti writers will follow, you know, kind of like an honor amongst thieves type thing. But other than that, like how you install something is kind of up to you. So like everything from like fire extinguishers, old water fire extinguishers, we put paint in those. Yeah. House paint and rollers, like uh -huh. stencils. Yeah, I mean, there's a hundred ways of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Wheat pasting. I went through a big wheat pasting phase. I really like that. Basically, you make a stencil. And then you'd go get like the end rolls from your local newspaper. Mm -hmm. And then you put your stencil on the, the paper and you cut it out and then you go glue it up like wallpaper. But oh, you make your own glue like and everything. Right? Yeah. On yeah. the wall. Yeah. Like Mod Podge. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Just exactly. Large scale. Way large scale. Like that. <laughs> yeah. That's Giant awesome. poster scale. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's always good fun. Well, and that's what I find fascinating about like your end product. It starts with a bunch of tagging and, and graffiti outline. Yeah. Doodle we, gridding. That was super funny. Yes. We did that year one for our mural fest down in Pocatello. And like, I can't remember. I think it was on the Elks Lodge down there. And I don't think it was people from the Elks Lodge, but like some concerned citizens called it in. They were like, what the hell happened to this? <laughs> and so we had to like, you know, kind of mull that over and like, okay, hey guys, you know. This it, isn't going to be the end product. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what's funny is like um, a big mural looks really bad 80% of the time. And then you get to like the last 20% of the install and mm -hmm. then it really comes together once you start adding in detail and stuff but like the big color blocking sections i hate that like when people come up and they're like i don't get it what is it supposed to be and i'm like just wait just wait just patience it's just gonna it evolves it, yeah. you just gotta render it out a smidge but yeah usually that's like right when it's at its ugliest is like when everybody's like what is it what are you doing <laughs> yeah what is it supposed to be you're like come back in two days and you'll yeah. get to see the masterpiece so i think and i do that's another reason i like doing the night installs and going quick because like i think that's a fun kind of um shock like the to next the day it's just done yeah because yeah. like a lot of people will like drive down the same road their whole life to go to their job so like if there's something big that's different uh -huh. then all of a sudden they're like what and that, that's a good way to get people's attention it's yeah. a little bit more like uh shock to the system so yeah i like to do night installs because then like yeah they wouldn't notice it and then you know they come to work on monday and then like, the right there? So. well and i mean murals just capture when you're in big cities and i know we went to milwaukee and i um, we, we saw giannis's big like huge like massive mural on the wall right like it's just this huge mural mural of him in his jersey the number in the back and See, it, awesome. like it was so cool like it was so simple what it was, but it's it's like a celebration of what that city That's, stands for. So yeah, like anything else that you look at is kind of static, right? But like when you do like a whole wall, it mm -hmm. has like this way of like it still is a static installation. Like it's not dynamic or immersive at all. But being next to something that big, I yeah. think that's why you have good retention with the kids. Yeah, is because it feels so much more. It's like almost omniscient that like somebody created that, and then once they can like talk to us about our install process or anything like that. And they start to realize that they can do yeah. it too. So let's talk a little bit about how you're reaching out to kids with art. Let's, right. You have a lot of concepts of pulling them into <laughs> art. And it's, it's tricky, right? Cause like kids, I feel like they do want like every adult wants to be a kid and every yeah. kid wants to be an adult. <laughs> so yeah. to kind of meet in the middle on that to where like we can still indulge in art, like, you know, like kid ulting, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. So what we've been doing is we built this space out, but we haven't been doing big asks for like people to bring. Cause like Southeast Idaho, especially Pocatello is blue collar working class. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we couldn't ever charge for art classes and have good retention. 
because you know even fifty dollars to you know lower income household is that would take the kid completely out of play so what we've been doing is kind of like a multi-part process where you know that discovery versus disclosure type of a mindset where like if we can do stuff that the kids discover then it's that same yeah when you found a band and you're like i found them first you know so we've been having um regional local and uh national touring bands even come play our art studio because we have a two bay four car garage so it's not the best but we also realize that we have the biggest all ages venue in pocatello right now which is kind of so cool. Uh, it's cool. It's a bummer that it, like that. That's where that, it is. But at least it's it's existing in some. Yes, and so. and and the way that you're using that space is, I mean, it's probably paving the way for other spaces to be yeah. utilized in that same way. I, and I think that's where, you know, and I don't think it's just a Pocatello thing, mm -hmm. but like you know, a lot of areas in Idaho. It's and, almost a small town thing. It is a small town thing where it's like, you know, yeah. a lot of people are, I guess, kind of socially conditioned to what's around them, yeah. you know? So like if it isn't currently, then surely it must have already have been done and failed. And so anything new kind of has this kind of, uh, it's too progressive or like, okay, have fun with that. That, you know, I hope it works, you know, yeah. but like, and yeah, I've seen that time and time again, especially in Pocatello where there was a really good thing. 15 years ago and I think it was just early to market. It was just before it's time. Yeah. Yeah, I had in this concept of our business um I mean there was one other float center in town and it was it was probably about 12 to 15 years ago. Right. And there was definitely people who have used our center that used it, but it it just was a little before it's time. And it right. was the old style tank process. Like like oh. you really have to be open-minded to float in one of those. Right. <laughs> because you look <laughs> like you're crawling into a meat locker, you know, and you're like, you're going to close the door and where am I going? And what am I going to come out as afterwards? And so it was, it was just one of those, um, I mean, floating has been around forever, but when you look like you're on the progressive side, it's a huge right. risk to to do something knowing and having the vision that it's going to be great, but people have to be open and willing to take part in it in order to make that happen. So. Right. And yeah, I do. I think that's why, and maybe, I mean, we've had a lot of great conversations yeah. about that and like yeah. probably many, many more, but I do, I think that's kind of like the call to action. You know, I, I think if more people just kind of shed that like worry. And, and mm -hmm. I think the small town attitude is a lot of people are scared to fail in front of their high school peers. <laughs> I've seen that a lot where it's yeah. like, you know, it is a good idea, but if it doesn't work out, then they're that loser. They didn't make it, you know, type. Well, of thing, and it's know. your whole foundation, you right. know, friends, uh, friends and, family. and family. Yeah, you don't and, you want know, to be embarrassed. Yeah. Right. Your brother's uncle or your <clears throat> best friend's uncles. Like they all are, they're all there. And that's like your support group. And if you fail in front of them and I, and I think that's a concept that as a community, um, when we can embrace each other's attempts at success, and even if it is a failure, like saying, Hey, good job for putting yourself out there and the way not... that we viewed it is just moving the bar incrementally yes you know, like if we can inspire like one kid like my my friend cutter had a great story where um we have a macho man randy savage painted in our uh shop that we did last year or something but um 
his son attends our skate school. We do skate school for the, the kids every Saturday. Super cool. And so mm-hmm. he was there for the skate school. He said, who's that guy on the wall? He said, oh, you don't know macho man, Randy Savage. And because of that, like that was something that like Cutter was into as a kid. So he was able to make that connection with his son. But okay. then like maybe that connection back to his dad, but he's paying attention to the wall, right? He looked right. at the mural. And so like it did create that, you know, moment. A spark of so interest. Yeah. As long as moments like that keep happening, then I do think it does incrementally move that bar of tangible yeah for kids or even community members you know if you can just move the bar a little bit Absolutely. then it's a lot easier to to, to get to the next back one around yeah because sure. yeah, you were saying now his son wrestles and they have like a thing now right yeah like it's a that's, whole that's awesome <laughs> yeah. and who knows started with that little spark of interest yeah. potentially yeah. right and i there. didn't yeah he just told me that story the Super other day cool. and he was like yeah he didn't even pay attention to wwe and then the macho man you're all around now he's all about it you don't so. see that with public art sometimes you know we yeah. leave and then that's all that's all she wrote so yeah. we don't get to hear all these glorious stories but sometimes we do yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes it comes back yeah. and it's super awesome well i know that i have been super appreciative of the friendship and relationship we've made because it's opening doors like it's oh, yeah. it's opening doors in lots of ways outside of, i mean in business and community and we've made a lot of beautiful connections for yeah. you getting street art and mural oh, art definitely up. yeah we were up here well, it was a couple weeks now Maybe yeah. almost a month, but we've been working with uh, St. Luke's to do yeah. some of the the Hope Live Here, Hope Lives Here murals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we did one over in Canyon View, and um, Kylie over at St. Luke's has been super paramount in kind of yeah. putting stuff together. But she's a powerhouse. So yeah. we're doing a little speaking engagement thing for the yeah the what was it Children's Trust Fund of Idaho. Nice. Um, next week, and then in June we're doing another workshop for the Idaho Resilience Project up in Boise. Very so, cool. You know, starting to have those conversations about like a not super serious art therapy conversation, mm-hmm. but you know, spray cans are still, they, they have that taboo. So the kids can feel like they're still being kind of naughty, <laughs> still, but they're learning art concepts. Able, yeah. And no. so I do think it's a good gateway art concept. <laughs> yeah. Process. Yeah. Well, I know when we, cause we have a Idaho Resilience Project, Hope Lives Here mural on the side of our building. Right. Yeah, that was one of the first in, I think it was the second in the state, but one of the first in our area here. Right. Um, and and just watching those kids. Just, they had so much fun just hanging so out. They had so much fun just coming and, and feeling like they could be creative however they wanted to be. I they know, had free liberty. Blue bubbles and did chalk yep. drawings and stuff. But yeah, like, and I do, I think a lot of the kids, it does break it down for them when they can have that interaction. So we always try to make ourselves available for those interactions, mm-hmm. especially with kids. I mean, to everybody, but you know, once, I mean, we've met a lot of people that are like, I've never met anybody that did graffiti, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, let's have the conversation then. Cause it's not like the worst thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, we were over there at that legal wall this oh, morning yeah and there was a guy with his dog yeah and the guy was just recording some of the wall and he's like what are you guys doing and we're like oh just gonna doodle a little bit you know and he's mm-hmm. like this is what you guys do and we're like yeah we're here to paint a mural and he like we gave him a couple cans and the cap and yeah. let him paint like, the I'll wall with us hobby lobby i'm like just take some he's like you, recording some youtube stuff for himself yeah oh, very cool super cool yeah so it's awesome how it can connect us. Break those uh, taboos down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, awesome. I, I feel like I could talk to you guys all day. I know there's tons of stories <laughs> you guys could share. But I really appreciate you coming on and just yeah. giving our viewership a glance at, at right. this side of the art world. <laughs> yeah. and, and probably going to see a lot more of your work popping up. 
I around hope this so. summer. Yeah, yeah, I know. We were just talking about, I think, uh, Twins a little closer on the conversation at Pocatello. So yeah. I'd like to get a couple more murals up here. <laughs> Lots of good walls up here. Lots of good businesses yes. with good walls. Yeah. Well, and if you are a local business and and want to contract these guys, <laughs> yep. absolutely reach out to us. We, yeah. We've we got them on speed dial. So yep, we, can, exclusively. <laughs> we can give you that information. Yeah. Because what you're working on, you're, you've done two murals for me. You're doing two more. Yeah. So, yeah. We're excited to see couple how that, things. Yep, I know. Thank through. you for supporting and having us back up. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's the 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 conversation we keep having is like, yeah, it's like the PBS thing. Yeah, viewers like you. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, we're not we're not doing Cabo vacations over murals, but sure. we are subsidizing our program more and more. So, that's like awesome. every time we do another mural, that's more, you know, funds that we're able to allocate towards those kids' programs. So. We don't openly advertise that because we want it to, you know, I don't want to guilt trip you into (laughs) (laughs) buying a mural. Yeah, But 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 it's really a feel good process to know that what you're paying for is going to supplement more opportunities in teaching youth how to creatively and um, healthily (laughs) focus their attentions and their their creative aspirations. I think it's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Keep doing it. Yep. <laughs> a little while. <laughs> so just remember, viewers, you can tap into our podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. You can find us on Facebook and social medias. Um, and we'll be dropping our podcasts about once every two weeks. So be sure to tune in, tune in and share it with all your friends. And you'll get to meet cool yeah. guys like this. I'll share, I'll share my friend base yeah. <laughs> with everybody. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, it's perfectly okay to stay salty.